I have got some ghost stories for you. I feel something crawl into the bed with me and it starts to spoon me. There was a time where I would be in bed falling asleep and I would hear my name being called. Different voices call my name. Poof, the person disappeared right in front of our eyes. And we were both like, did you see that? There was this figure of a woman. Her skin was bluish and her hands were clawed and her mouth was wide open. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. And I'm Rebecca Black. And welcome to our surprise episode. Surprise, 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 surprise. <laughs> yep. Surprise, surprise. Well, we don't, don't get me started on that. <laughs> you got me started on it. And now I can't say surprise, which is probably Without good. doing the, the whole song thing. Yeah, because before that, I could only do the Kristen wig, like, surprise. <laughs> Which is great, but this old old surprise lady surprise, is just amazing. It's infinitely better. So oh, yes, I love it. Anyhow, we said we'd come back when we had enough good stories to share, and you guys came through. Oh my gosh, we have so many. Yeah, in fact, we've got a bit of a recurring theme this episode. Lots of siblings sharing spooky experiences, mm. as well as haunted pianos and moving trees, believe it or not. The moving trees phenomenon is fascinating. Yeah, so that that's coming up in just a little bit. But before we get into the stories, we have to share this message that we got from from Carol. Hey ladies, this is just a little note to say a big thank you to you. I was diagnosed with breast cancer in December and started chemo five days ago. I've learned that cancer is easy. It's the chemo that's awful. You two have been with me 24 hours a day. Hearing your silly conversations has helped me relax and made me feel less alone. Your podcast means more to me than you know. With love, Carol. Carol. Oh, Carol. Oh my gosh. Give us an update. Please. When you get to ring that bell, girl. Yeah. Like we are here oh, for that. Yeah. Please let us know where are you? Yeah, How are things going? Posted. And uh, you know what? This episode is for you. This yeah. is in your honor, Carol. I love that. So let's go ahead and jump into this stories, uh, we were contacted by two sisters recently, Jade and Diem, about the house they grew up in. So Jade sent this first email that says this. Hi, ladies. My sister told me about your podcast, and I love it. You both sound so fun. I wanted to tell you my story, which features many experiences I had growing up. I've copied my sis on this email so she can add any details that I might have left out. When I was little, my sister, brother, and I lived in South Houston. We had an upright piano, and my sister and I took lessons, so we were obligated to practice. (laughs) The piano was against the wall, so when we played, our backs would face the sofa. Sometimes if I was practicing at night, I would get a super creepy feeling, like someone was sitting on the sofa watching me play. There were times when the feeling was so strong, I would just slide off the piano bench and walk out. (laughs) without mental image. Without turning around, I was like, this noise I'm out Uh, of course I didn't want my brother and sister to make fun of me for being chicken so I didn't say anything I was the youngest so by default I was the annoying one Mm -hmm. one night I was watching TV alone when I heard someone play a single key on the piano yeah (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was hearing things until I heard the same note again 
I, I hear like a high note. It probably was. It's probably that like, um, Bing. that tinka, 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 tinka. <laughs> <laughs> I thought my sis was playing around. So I went to check, but the den was dark. I didn't tell anyone, but a bit later I was sitting with my brother and sister and we started sharing ghost stories. Turns out we all had scary stuff oh happening. Gosh, of course you did. And each of us had heard that same piano note. We decided to tell my mom, but she brushed us off like we were crazy. Mm-hmm. Soon after though, I heard my mom telling one of her friends that once while she was meditating, she opened her eyes to see ghost kids reaching out to her and calling her name. No, no. <laughs> oh my so, God. That's when I knew mom had lied. Uh, after that, things really escalated from footsteps in our room to metal hangers clanking together in the closet. I hate that. I do too. I don't know why the hangers gets me so much. Because you can just imagine it. The yes. The- oh, and the radio switching channels. We had so many things happen. So that's from Jade. All right. So obviously Jade's sister had to do a little follow-up DM. She responded and said, I had the exact same experiences. I felt like I was being watched every time I played the piano. So I just didn't practice. (laughs) Understandable. Yeah. I would be alone in the living room and hear that one piano key play on its own. It seemed like it was the same key every single time. There was an artificial palm tree that kept falling over too. The tree was in the same room as the piano. We would wake up in the morning and find it tipped over again and again. We shook the base of the tree multiple times to test the stability, but that base was solid and heavy. There is no reason it would tip over, and it only happened at night. I think our first house in Houston was haunted, too. We would hear the sound of footsteps every night walking from down the hall into our room. My brother told us that he woke up one night and saw a face right in front of him. He said it looked like Jimmy Carter. <laughs> I mean, I will say Jimmy Carter's not like the not like the cutest guy. No, but he's got the teeth. <laughs> he does. Can yeah. you imagine? <laughs> I mean, I love him. I do I too, him. but that's yeah, still really sorry. funny. No hate. Uh, my sister said she woke up one night and saw the apparition of a woman pounding on her stomach. Pounding on who's the sleeping person's stomach or her own? Yes. Okay. DM, let us know. Yes, please. She described the woman as an angry banshee. <laughs> Our cousins lived on that same street in Houston and said their aunt saw an apparition of a man staring at her and could hear the sound of galloping horses at night. Oh, well. We didn't live anywhere near horses and were not in the country. I did find an arrowhead near our old house and around the same time of the activity. I remember thinking it was cool, but I also felt sad that Native Americans once lived there and might even be buried there. I wouldn't blame them for being angry. Love your show. Can't wait for new episodes. DM. Okay, so we wrote them both back and asked about the aunt's house and this apparition that the aunt saw. So DM wrote back and said, one of our family members had passed away. So they put a bunch of pictures of this person on the mantle in the living room. Our aunt walked into the living room and saw a man standing by the mantle looking at the pictures. She screamed and everybody came running in to see why, but he had disappeared by then. Wow. And then, of course, Jade chimes in and says, I think our cousin's house was even more haunted than ours. One time, one of our cousins was alone in the house and a radio in his brother's room kept turning itself on. He'd go into the room and he'd turn it off, but of course it'd pop right back on again. He told his brother when he got home, but his brother said the radio's batteries had been dead for a while. Ooh. 
<laughs> Not sure what they did with that radio, but I would have buried it as an offering. Yes. God, that's funny. And thank you, Jade and Diem, for those. Those are fantastic. Also got this one from Amber. Good evening, ladies. Let me just say that I adore this podcast so much that I go back and listen to the episodes oh. over and over again. That's awesome. It is. In my teen years, we lived on an acre of land in a single wide trailer. I don't know if the property was haunted or the trailer, but we had a ton of stuff happen there. I heard my name whispered a few times and would wake up regularly to see a shadow standing in my bedroom. We had a heavy snow globe on the coffee table that would often fall off. Well, our dog Princess, a Rhodesian Ridgeback, would always be standing over it, so she got the blame for years. One day, though, I was reading on the couch and saw Princess go to the coffee table and just stare at the snow globe. I thought, oh, I'm going to catch her now. (laughs) But instead, the globe slid from the middle of the table straight off onto the floor all by itself. She looked at me like, see, it wasn't me. (laughs) The absolute worst, though, was the man I saw looking in at me twice. Oh, no. The first time I was standing in our living room and saw him out the window, he had pulled up a chair and was just sitting there watching me. I screamed and ran out the back door where my parents were having a party. My stepdad and the other men there ran around both sides of the trailer but never found anybody. The chair was still up against the window, but we lived smack in the middle of the property. There's no place for a person to hide. They even checked under the trailer and inside all of the cars. The next time I saw a man was about five years later. I was in bed asleep and woke up to see a man standing face to face with me. I don't know if it was the same one before, but this time I wasn't scared. I even thought I was dreaming, so I went back to sleep. Those are my stories for now, and I'll try to remember more, and that's from Amber. So, Amber, I'm pretty sure... That first one? Yeah. That wasn't a ghost. No, I think that was a peeping Tom. Yeah, because a ghost doesn't need a chair. No, and I don't know where he would have disappeared to, but... That's really gross, though. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Amber. That's disgusting. I do have a cool peeping Tom story. Oh, tell me. One time when I was little, I don't know, I was probably four or five years old, and my dad and brother had gone out of town to go hunting with my papa, and my mom was sitting at home alone on the couch watching TV, and you know how when you get the little creepy crawlies yes. on the back of your neck, the spidey, hairs- spidey sense. Yeah, the hairs are starting to stand up and she's like, why does it feel like I'm being watched? Well, she turns around and in the curtain behind her is two eyeballs staring daggers at her. Oh, no. And she's like, <laughs> like you know, of course she calls the police. You know, they come, they do like the whole check or whatever. Just some random peeping Tom that was watching her. But the best part is that she calls my grandma and she comes over, and this is Texas, y'all, with like some sort of gigantic gun. <laughs> A hand cannon. In her purse. <laughs> and my mom was like, you could see the outline of the gun through her purse. She's like, I dare him. I dare him. Yeah, she stayed up all night sitting on the couch with like her gun cocked and loaded and ready to go. Meanwhile's like, please. Please come back. Like, Please. I'm just waiting for it. I'm begging you to. Okay. But that was a real peeping Tom, not a ghost. Uh, which I think Amber's was as well. It does so. certainly sound like it. All right. So this next story comes from Lisa. My name is Lisa, and I want to tell you about a house that my mother and I used to live in in Grand Prairie, Texas. This was back in the early 2000s we moved into this house, and the house was lovely. Didn't look creepy or anything, but things started to get a little weird where I'd be sleeping at night, and I'd wake up, and my dog would be sitting up on the bed staring at the wall, and then she'd literally turn her head as if something was walking through the room, and she was looking at it. Also, about the same time, I'd often wake up to hear hangers in the closet clinking together. And it's like 
we didn't have any other pets, and we did not have rats, girls. We did not have rats. <laughs> we always say that. was yeah. making these hangers move. Well, it got to the point where this would happen so often that I would literally sit up and say, could you please stop making noise? I have to go to work tomorrow. And it would stop. But uh, a few other things that happened in that house. Um, one morning on a weekend, I was sleeping and I heard my name called very loudly from the, the hallway and a female voice. It just said, Lisa. Well, I woke up and I said, what? Because I thought it was my mother. <laughs> so I got up and I looked in the hallway. Mom wasn't there. Looked in her room. She wasn't there. All the way out to the kitchen on the other side of the house. And there's my mom doing dishes. And I said, did you call me? And she said, no, why? I said, Are you, you're kidding, right? No, I didn't call you. Why? I said, well, Mom, somebody just called me from the hallway. So we just kind of laughed about it. And let's see, one other thing that happened at that house. My mother, she's gone now, but my mother at the time, I think she was very open to things. And uh, she was sleeping one night and woke up and saw, and this is the truth, she saw a figure standing next to her bed. And she said, strangely enough, it was a man, a younger man, and he was dressed, she says, the best she could describe it, describe it was as he was dressed like a jockey, like a horse jockey. <laughs> and he was standing, looking at her, and when she looked at him, he just disappeared. Mom was never scared of these things, but she, my mother was not somebody that would brag about stuff like that. Like, oh, I can see this and I could see that. She was very quiet. So when she told me things like this, I really believed her. So... Here's a kicker for you. I've owned that house since, and we've had renters in that house. And I've always wondered if they'd ever seen or heard anything, but I never wanted to ask because, you know, you're renting the house to these folks. Well, just recently, one of my best friends moved in there. She had heard the stories of this house that I used to live in, but I don't think she put two and two together until recently because <laughs> I was over at the house and I kind of was walking around looking and she goes, this is that house, isn't it? And I said, yes, but I didn't want to say that because <laughs> she doesn't get scared too easy. But she tells me, well, I wondered because a few nights while I've been here, I've felt somebody get into the bed with me no. And she says, they lightly touch my back. She no, says, sometimes <laughs> they play with my hair. She says, but I'm not going to turn around and see what this is or who it is. And she says, it scared her a little bit at first. But she said after that, she said the few times it's happened, it's not really scared her because it seems like it's a comforting sort of soul. <laughs> so anyway, if I hear any more about that particular home in Grand Prairie, I will let you know. But I thought you'd enjoy these stories. Thank you, Lisa. I love that she just gave in. Yeah, and let, like, <laughs> I accept it now. We're dating. <laughs> well, that's really nice. Find you a man that plays with your hair. And tickles your back. I know. It's just, so sweet. Just a little cuddle guy. Right? We'll snuggle up to you at night. That's Come on. actually not bad. It's really not. I'll take I, it. There's lots of worse ghosts out there. If I'm going to have one, I want that guy. And Lisa, let us know exactly where the house is because we got to go look. <laughs> oh my gosh, we absolutely should go. We, we should go look. Is your friend still staying there? And if not, can we spend the night there and get I'm so down I know okay so our next story comes from Kelsey hey ladies I'm a nurse in a local hospital's inpatient psychiatric ward let me tell you the nurse
nurses in this hospital have some creepy stories. Wow, I bet. So I collected some to share with you. In the orthopedic surgical unit, they had computers on carts instead of dedicated nursing stations. They also held medication drawers so we could roll them directly into patients' rooms to do our assessments and charting. A senior nurse told me that when they first got these carts, they would plug them into the wall to charge while they were charting instead of the battery packs that we have now. So I guess multiple nurses reported looking up from the computer screen at night to see a patient standing behind the cart staring at them. They'd be lit up by the glow of the computer screen, but the carts were pushed right up against the wall. There was no room for someone to stand. Oh, oh, I get it. I know. So you see this glow in a face, but there's just a wall wall. there. Oh my Uh, God. I also once had a patient who declined a lot quicker than was expected. They were irritated because we kept trying to give them medications, even though they kept repeating, just let me die. Oh. Eventually, the doctors did. I was walking into the building right after they had passed and could see their room from the parking lot. The light was turning on, then off, then on again, then off again. It wasn't flickering. It was like someone was deliberately flipping the light switch. I figured a patient had been admitted to the room overnight and maybe trying to get someone's attention, perhaps mistaking the light switch for a call button. Sure. I went to check and there was no one in that room. The light was still turning on and off. I walked to the switch and said, it's okay now. You have died. You can go. The light worked perfectly fine after that. Oh, wow. Also from Kelsey. Now to the psychiatric ward, which is very haunted. There's no doubt in my mind. We have a conference room in this unit. We take our night shift breaks in there. Staffing is good here, which means the night staff can usually take a nap during our breaks. That's nice. Mm -hmm. I refuse to nap in that conference room, though. The one time I did, I had terrible sleep paralysis and felt like someone was standing over me. It got so bad, I actually left the room and finished my break at the nurse's station. Other nurses have had the same experiences. Some say they've been pinched and even slapped in that room. We don't have a geriatric psych unit in the hospital. So if people with dementia are awaiting long-term care, they often get sent to us because it's a locked unit. This keeps them from wandering off and getting lost. Mm -hmm. In one particular room at this unit, almost every patient will claim to see a man staring out of the bathroom mirror Mm -hmm. at them. It's not uncommon for patients with dementia to hallucinate, but sharing the same hallucination with the previous patients who were in the same room seems too spooky to ignore. Kelsey shared a few other extra creepy experiences, but we saved those for our patrons. And Rebecca also has a story about a Suzanne Summers ghost. Yeah, so make sure you go find those at patreon.com backslash haunted AF. All right, so this next person wants to remain anonymous, which means it's going to be really oh good. <laughs> the subject line of their email is, I'm a little creeped out. They say, I have several stories, but I'm telling you about what has been happening for the past few days. Here lately, I will be in an entirely different room from my nine-year-old twins and they will yell to me and ask what mommy the thing is i've never said anything usually because i'm listening to your show through my headphones nice work Uh, i know (laughs) Uh, it happened last night too i was downstairs and they were in bed one of them came out of their room to ask what i had said again i had said nothing what freaks me out is that they're both hearing it 
To top it all off, they've both told me on different occasions that they see things in my bedroom as they're going down the stairs. Once it was only an arm. Just an arm. Just an arm. <laughs> no biggie. Another time it was a torso. Even worse. I know. It's, it's escalating. And then another time it was a blue light. That room used to be their room and they would tell me they saw things in there as well as hear footsteps in the attic above them. Now that my husband and I are in that room, I hear footsteps too, but have yet to see anything. Of course, my husband hears nothing. <laughs> Typical man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there could be a freight train going through our room and he wouldn't wake up. We moved into this house towards the end of 2019 and my boys have told me from almost day one that they see and hear things. If you'd like to hear more, just let me know. I'll gladly send you more stories your way. Yeah. Absolutely. So, we want to hear more. So we wrote back and asked if they had tried cleansing the house and if this stuff scared the twins. And they said, I've not tried cleansing because these things happen so sporadically although they seem to be happening more frequently. Mm. Also, after I sent the email last night, I had an overwhelming feeling that I was being watched. My twins were not frightened when they thought it was me talking to them because the voice said, go to sleep. <laughs> so it's a helpful ghost. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the twins have been seeing things since they could talk and they've always told me about it. They both told me about a shadow figure with red eyes in our old house, which was built in 1938. Ooh, I don't like that. I did see a shadow figure in that house too, but not with red eyes. I also once saw two men standing at the end of my bed, just watching me sleep. I realized I could see through them because they were standing in front of my nightlight. I didn't feel scared though and fell back to sleep. And yes, I am a grown ass woman who sleeps with a nightlight. <laughs> Good for you. No judgment. Too. We had several issues in that house, including, you guessed it, footsteps in the attic when we first moved in. I actually called 911 once because I heard someone walking around downstairs when I was home alone. It was so loud that it woke me up. Well, the police showed up and of course found nothing. I could literally flood your inbox because I have experienced so many things in my 47 years. I used to ignore it because if you don't interact with them, they tend to leave you alone. That doesn't really seem to be the case now, especially since there are two more people who can sense slash see them. Yeah, so I definitely think you need to cleanse your house. I agree completely. I mean, once is bad enough. If it's happened multiple times and seems to be escalating, then definitely get in there with some sage. Yeah, you've got three people who are seeing things. You're probably going to have to like sage a lot, you know? A lot, a lot. Because they're like lice. They're just going to keep coming they back. They will, absolutely. <laughs> they're like crabs, Rebecca. Well, in that case, burn the house down. <laughs> All right, so this next story comes from Carol. We'll be right back. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Hi, Julie. Hi, Rebecca. It's Carol from Nebraska. I will give voice memo a shot here. I grew up in a town called Clifton, New Jersey, which is about 13 miles directly west of New York City through the Lincoln Tunnel and about four miles west of Giant Stadium. The area of the country was settled in the 1700s by Dutch colonialists, and so there's a, there's a lot of history in the area. But the house I grew up in was built by my father and grandfather on what used to be old farmland. 
but me and my two sisters have always hated the basement. There's just something unnerving about it. They're older than me and used to have to practice the piano downstairs, and they would fight as to whether they would stay and keep each other company. I lucked out, and there was a new piano upstairs I used to get to use. Directly beneath the stairs was a creepy closet Mm. that had an old tube radio in it. So it was one kind of crummy day, and me and my best friend Patty and her sister Debbie were downstairs playing school. And Patty was on the left, I was in the middle, and Debbie was on my right. And for whatever reason, Debbie and I both looked to the left at the same time, and walking out from underneath the stairs was what we described as the electric man. So in old-time cartoons, you know, if someone sticks their finger in a light socket, they're just kind of pulsing, glowing, bright light. And there was no sound. We didn't hear any buzzing or anything. But this thing walked from underneath the stairs without opening the door and walked across the doorway and disappeared, I guess, into the wall behind the piano. So needless to say, we were really freaked out. Patty was like, what? What's going on? And we're like, did you not see it? And she's like, what are you talking about? And we said, there was this thing that walked out from underneath the stairs. And we described it. She said we were both nuts. And she walked us around that basement multiple times. And I was probably 10 years old when that happened. But I can remember it clear as day. And I'm 62 now. Recently, after my parents passed away, you know, we were cleaning up the house and just for grins, I walked around the basement with a pendulum just to see what would happen. I mean, I don't quite understand how this paranormal stuff works, but I swear to God, when I walked past that closet under the stairs, the pendulum pulls in that direction. Mm. So I don't know who or what is in that basement. You know, maybe it's something old that came with the property because really nothing bad ever happened in the house, but who knows what's down there. Thanks. Oh, thank you, Carol. That is an awesome story. Man. It reminds me of Neon Noodle. Do you remember Neon Noodle? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it totally does. Yeah, the, the glowing tube man that somebody mm. saw. God, I love it. I do too. All right, so our final story comes from Jonathan. Writing this to you at 6.30 a.m. after watching all of your content on Instagram for the past two hours. Yes, in the dark, in a house all by myself. Good Props for to you, you, Jonathan. You know, my, my friend Aaron will still sit down and watch all of our videos with her son. How funny. I love that. I do too. We've got good content. Absolutely. Go find it. Go check it out. All right. So here is Jonathan's ghost story. And I put ghost in quotations because it's only one of two rational explanations I've come up with. One day during summer break in middle school, me and my brother were sitting in the living room watching Mari. You are not the father. (laughs) Sorry. I've been waiting for that joke all day. Yeah. Uh, It was a bright summer day and no one was home because our parents were at work. In our living room was a TV and two sofas with a potted tree between them. I don't know what kind of tree it was. It basically looked like a palm tree with a very skinny trunk. My grandma had one of those. I know exactly what you're talking Silk about. Silk ficus. We had them That's all over a, yes, our house. Ficus. Ficus. I yes. Used to put Christmas tree lights in it and they would never stay on. It was mm-hmm. sad. While I'm sitting directly in front of the TV and my brother's on the sofa to my left when out of nowhere, the tree starts shaking. It was like someone grabbed the trunk and started violently shaking it to get our attention. 
As soon as we turned to look at it, which took only a second or two, it stopped moving. The leaves were still settling, though. Oh! That's crazy. We sat in silence for a few seconds looking at the tree, thinking there had to be a squirrel or a rat in it. Then we got up and started looking around, checking behind the couch and even under the pillows, but nothing. We didn't know what to do and tried to keep watching TV when a few minutes later, we heard a bunch of coins fall down the hall. At that point, we were panicking. I gathered some courage and checked the room we shared where I found that our 101 Dalmatians piggy bank had Aww. dumped all of our coins out. This piggy bank had a round hole on the bottom, but we'd lost the cap and had taped it closed to keep the coins in. I think every kid had to do that at some at point. At some point, yes. The tape had given way, which is why all of the coins fell out. I mean, maybe it was just a coincidence, but it happened right after the tree incident. My brother and I couldn't make sense of it all. Later that day, we told our parents and a renter who was living with us, but of course, none of them believed us. And then a week later, my brother and I were watching TV again, but this time with the renter. And the tree started shaking again. Right, a witness this time. I love it, yes. And just like last time, as soon as we looked at it, it stopped. Me and my brother freaked out and yelled, do you believe us now? <laughs> Well, the renter was shocked, and like we had before, he got up to look for answers. And just like the last time, there was nothing. It's been almost 20 years, and me and my brother remember the whole thing like it happened yesterday. I came up with one logical explanation that maybe plants and trees have spasms, but it's never been witnessed or recorded. After all, they are living things, and some plants, like the Venus flytrap, really do move. I totally understand this thought process. If that was the case, though, why did it stop as soon as we looked at it? And lately, TikTok has been getting videos of people claiming to see trees walking or communicating with them. Couldn't that really be the case? Either way, the tree ended up in the dump when we moved. Aww. I know, poor ficus. And it never shook again after those two times. But I do have a tough time being in a house with big plants or trees because of what happened. Oh, he's got PTSD. Aww. Plant traumatic oh, syndrome, syndrome. Oh, disorder. Boo. <laughs> oh, boo. Oh, boo. You said that's so snottily. <laughs> Dad <dare> joke. <laughs> How dare you? I'm curious if anyone else has ever had anything remotely similar to our experience and your thoughts on what it could have been. Wishing you guys all the best, Jonathan. What do you think it was? I think somebody was shaking that plant. Ghost. It absolutely is. Because I, I was thinking, okay, maybe like... The air conditioner could not have done it. No. I mean, when you think a lot of the other explanations, like, okay, a large truck or something went past. Okay, maybe. You know, something that would cause the floor to move enough to where the plant would shake. But even then, wouldn't that happen regularly? I would think so, that they would have seen it more than that one time or right. two times. I so mean. it had to be like a pretty strong shake. Yeah, he says it was violent. Right. To me, the only other explanation is something Something legit grabbing it and, and shaking it. Yeah. And I will say all those TikToks of the trees moving, that's bullshit. I did a little research on it. Uh -huh. I'm a dork. There are trees that move. They yeah. do. Their roots move. I don't think it happens as quickly as you see them on TikTok. Definitely not like a spasm, like he said. Right. Okay, y'all, if you've ever had something like this happen, let us know. We're dying to hear if anybody else has experienced this. I just can't get over like the shaking violently and then the whole tree has stopped, but the leaves, the are, leaves still are still just shaking like a little bit. At you. I love it. The email address, hauntedayapodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you've had anything like this. Before we go, we're not exactly sure when we're going to be back. I did have somebody ask me on social media and I just sort of was like, mm -hmm. uh, 
So I was like, mom, please. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to do it once a month. And we said that we would do it anytime we got a lot of good stories. And we have been getting a lot of them. But here's the thing. I got a job. Hell yeah, you did. <laughs> I got a real job. A real job. <laughs> she gonna be a boss bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this is so crazy, y'all. Dr. Phil McGraw. Dr. Freaking Phil. Dr. Phil. He's starting a network out here. I love it. In Texas. Yes. And uh, so he's going to have like news and TV shows. He's going to have his TV show. And Julie's going to be his. <laughs> I'm going to be the executive producer of podcasts. <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. Oh, God, I Say love it again. It. Say it again. I love Say it. it again. No, I'm not. When like a week, I'm going to be producing Dr. Phil's podcast. That's amazing. So that's crazy. Does he want to interview me? <laughs> of course he does. No, he does not. I get to start other podcasts. That's so exciting! It, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of it's work. Be awesome. So I have no, and I'm so so excited. But yes. I have no idea what this is going to look like. So y'all just be patient with me for the next couple of months because I got to get in here and figure this out. Uh, by the way, you guys, if you're tired of listening to past seasons, we do have several years of exclusive content on our. Patreon page. So go check that out. Become a Patreon. Patreon.com. Become a patron. I will always and <laughs> always, forever get that always. wrong. Become a patron at patreon.com slash haunted AF. Like our new, these are our new patrons, but the names, <laughs> the names are really weird. <laughs> I'm, I'm already a fan of you, Sly One, Bobcat, uh, Flash, thank you. And Kimberly Anderson, Brenda Bernadelli. Um, thank you guys so much for being patrons. I, I think patrons. it's Brenda Bernadelli. Don't make fun of I'm not making fun of it. This is legit. I am making fun of me because I cannot read. Like I, I am the worst reader on the planet. I cannot. You can read. You just have trouble with names. Yeah. Yes, it's awful. Uh, we also have to send out some love to Douglas Scott, who became an annual patron. Douglas. Thank you so much, Douglas. Um, he actually sent us some incredible stories over the years. So thank you very much, Douglas. Again, become a patron at patreon.com slash haunted AF. And in the meantime, keep sending those spooky stories about the shaking trees, Ooh. the doppelganger moms, that radio that keeps turning on, yes. even though that doesn't have any bad batteries, <laughs> and your snuggle ghosts. Send all that stuff to hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com so we can use them on the next Haunted AF. And don't forget to subscribe to Haunted AF on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TikTok. You can even contact us directly through our website, hauntedaf.com. Gotta say thanks to Andrew Mamalika and Travis Vance for the Haunted AF theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters. Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. 